bringing their problems to me for as long as I can remember. I have one of those faces that just says, tell me what's going on. And now I have one of those podcasts that says, go ahead, tell me what's going on. Welcome to Mess in Progress. Hey guys, welcome to Mess in Progress with myself, Gina Brione, and the wonderful, talented, amazing, Catherine G. Mendoza. Catherine, say hi to the people. Hello, people. I got to dance that one out. I yeah, like interpreted dance. Anyways, it's Catherine's interpretive dance. I love how, like, what you guys have to know, what you guys watching the video will know, is that we are wearing repeat outfits right now because we are in quarantine and none of us are down for, I'm sorry, we're not doing costume changes. It's just, look, first of all, everything is cardio for me. I'm pregnant. I'm, I was typing text messages sweating. So I can't imagine trying to change the outfit. Like, no, I'm good. I'm good right now. I'm good. I'm cooking this. I might sleep in it. I have no idea. It's quarantine. These nope. times are different for all of us now. Yeah. I mean, okay. I'm not going to lie. Between episodes, I might like refresh my face a little bit. You know what yeah, I mean? I like maybe just pat it down because I'm like, yeah. I'm sweating right now though, but like, Same. face sweaty. But if I think, like uh, today, I was like, damn, I like the way I look. So look then I took, you. thank you. I took a few selfies. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm bored. I have an hour to yes, kill. Nobody's going to see the look if you don't take selfies. Who's going to see the look? Nobody. Nobody so should be mad at pandemic selfies or quarantine selfies. I'm trying to get this look out to the people. I'm, I'm giving, I'm, I'm providing you content. Yeah, this is you what my friend in the like. street, son. I put on lipstick today. I put on, I put on makeup, makeup, right. highlighter on, son. Like, exactly. Like, I feel like that's why you should be glad we have the same outfit because I really want you to see this outfit. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? What if you missed the other episode where we had these outfits on? Like, you would not have seen the gloriousness of these outfits. Mm -hmm. Get to see oh, our guest is coming in already. Ah! Oh my God, yes, Curly is with us. This is so exciting. All right, cool, 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 cool. I'm gonna try to switch this. Uh, Let me put some lipstick on. Review. There we go. We'll put some lipstick on to celebrate Curly's arrival. Oh! Hello, love. Oh, we can't hear you. Okay, there you are. Like I heard a little, a little something, something. I'm like, okay, I hear a little bit, 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 bit. I wish you could have seen the footage of me in the earlier Zoom having a full blown meltdown because I'm like, Catherine's not texting me back, and I don't know what's going on. It's so silly. Can you hear us? Are we on? Can you hear us, Curly? Testing one two zoom one two zoom oh 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 now he got he got up angry Ooh. you know that like you know that like oh my audio is not working yeah oh I'm, I'm about to fight this computer that was me I'm telling you if you would have seen the footage before I went from angry to like about to break down and cry like I was like I'm gonna throw this computer right now so I, my baby started kicking. Like, even the baby got agitated. Like, like what's happening? Who we fighting? He was like, we had a 6.30 call, ma. Had <laughs> it on the schedule. <laughs> We're supposed to be ready right now. He was like, I don't do late. I don't do late. That baby was late. Wait, are we, are we back? 
I think we're back. Hold on. I hear the headphones are jing uh, jingle jangling. I hear stuff happening. Hey, can you hear me? <laughs> yes. yes, we can hear you. I heard like <laughs> your headphones are jingle jangling. <laughs> well, like, the headphones are jingle jangling. I hear headphones moving. <laughs> I don't know why my headphones stopped working. I'm like, what the fuck? Maybe they just need to be charged. How are you guys? Good, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I got kind of scared. I was like, um, I saw it canceled and I was like, what? And I'm like, I don't know that's what so happened with my Zoom. My Zoom is all kinds of hormonal today because I got to so funny. computer to find it. And my Zoom was like, nope, merc. No meeting. And wow. Like, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Did someone from so cancel my Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> I literally was so sad because I thought we were doing this last week. And so I sat at my computer waiting. Like, I was so excited. Oh, about no! And then I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. Yo, you got Zoom stood up. Like, yes. <laughs> But then you can imagine, like, how I I was like, man, I, I looked forward to this all week, and then I'm like, it got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, wow, they canceled on me because I thought it was last week. It's like, no, clearly no. I was like, oh, my God, I wonder if they got, like, really like crazy questions, and they were like, we got to we gotta cancel him out. <laughs> we, can't, uh, we can't answer any of these questions. Like, right? mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. no. What was really funny is so he hits me up through DMs and he's like, "Are we doing it?" But when I'm responding, he hears me falling, and I go. <laughs> so everybody should know I've known Curly what since 2016, so a few years now. When we were both at BuzzFeed, there was one yeah. time we were doing a video in his apartment. Now, Curly's apartment has these stairs, <laughs> these long stairs, right? So mm. I'm leaving, being oh, my OD brolic, exaggerated self, like, I could carry everything. I really mm. acted like I could. Curly's letting me be that way. Because <laughs> learn your lesson. Hold learn on. your lesson. At the bottom of the steps, <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, my God. I fell down the stairs of the Eiffel Tower. I was on my honeymoon with my husband. Oh my God. I'm walking down the stairs and it was cold and rainy and you have to walk down. And I'm petrified of heights, mind you, petrified of heights. So I'm, uh -huh. I'm scared walking down these stairs. It's the last leg of stairs. I have made it to the last leg of stairs. Yeah. <laughs> All the way down to the bottom, yo. And it always looks like this. <laughs> Everybody was like, oh. Like, oh. The, pe the people wanted to laugh, but they were like, yo, she might be dead, son. Like, don't she might be hurt. That's yeah, the thing, like, too. Like, the part that um, she left out was that when she found, <laughs> I was mad at her. <laughs> like, I got, like, a mom. Like, I was like, oh, why aren't you paying attention? Oh, my God, you could have been hurt. Que bueno, que bueno, me alegro que te caíste. I'm so, yes. And then I was like, oh my God, like, are you okay? But my initial reaction. Well, the initial reaction was anger. Like, that's what she said. Yes, like, pay attention. My whole, I remember my, um, because it was, you know what video? We were shooting a, an Abuela video for Jenny, actually. Because Jenny was driving us back to the studio. And while we're sitting there, she's like, are you okay? Because she didn't see it. <laughs> But I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And then I look at my ankle. And <laughs> I know, you know, 
Oh my God. But because Curly screamed at me, I was like, I'm not going to let nobody know. Yeah, we're like, I'm good. No, I'm good, son. But I'm not no, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't even think I screamed. I think I gave you a look. Like You really, like, you kind of gave me a look, but then, and then you were worried, and then you kind of laughed. It was mm -hmm. like stages of it. But, so earlier when I, I'm on the phone and I do that, like I'm, I'm voice recording, he goes, he responds and he goes, uh, it reminds me of when you uh -huh. <laughs> And I was like, I blocked that out of my life. <laughs> I had forgotten that time. Thank you for reminding me of the pain of falling. Exactly. You guys, I'm so honored to I'm so happy to be here with you guys. I'm like such a fan. Like I love like the way that y'all talk. I love the um like the attitude behind it, like the strength behind it. It's so much fun. Like Y'all keep me uh, entertained in LA traffic, so it's so much fun. Yes, that is a high compliment. I'll tell you right now because I have experienced LA traffic, so that is no yes. Way. We are keeping you entertained during LA traffic. Mm -hmm. Thank you for mm -hmm. listening, Boo Boo. Thank yeah, you. this is so much fun. It's one of my favorite things too is listening to podcasts um, when I'm stuck in traffic because at least it keeps my brain going. Because sometimes if I listen to music, I'll be like, <sighs> Yes, uh huh, yep. It's true, it keeps your brain going. And sometimes like, I have to listen to music depending on my mood. I kind of sometimes don't feel anything unless I'm listening to music. So they'll be like, oh, this really sad thing happened and I won't feel anything, but then I'll play yeah. like a sad song. And then I'm sitting there like, <laughs> you know, like, and then I'm into it. But before that, I'm like, I don't care. You're don't able to disconnect from it, which I think is a lot healthier than people that automatically cry when they hear sad news that isn't directly affecting them. Like, I'm like, why, why are you so sad about that? This joy happened in Tahiti. This ain't, this ain't happening yeah. Like, why? But you don't even know her. Yeah. Why, why are you? know her. <laughs> you don't even know her. <laughs> All right, so let's play fire rapid speed. We got some, we said got some rapid fire questions for you, Catherine. Oh my God. You want to do them? Yes, I'll do it. Okay, so um, you don't have to, no particular order, but as fast as you can. Okay. How are you doing? Where are you from? What is your zodiac sign? And how did you get started in the industry? Um, how am I doing? I'm doing well. I'm happy. My zodiac sign is Virgo. Um, how did I get started? You already know. I started in the kitchen, the canteen at BuzzFeed, and then I worked my way up. Um, what's the other one? <laughs> where are you from? Where are you from? I'm from motherfucking LA, the 323. Hey. And there's a fifth one, right? No, that was it. Oh. Yeah, no, no, there is. How'd you get, well, no, you answered it. How'd you get started in the industry? Yeah. Wow, that was good rapid fire answers, too. I know you say that you got started, because you tell, you, you tell the story of how you got started in the industry with um, BuzzFeed, but you had yeah. an experience prior to that, like in fashion. Yeah. What about that? Like, tell us about that. I mean, I like, um, so in high school, I used to ask girls to let me design their prom dresses. And a lot of them, bless their sweet souls, were like, yeah, like, 
designer dresses. I wanted to be a designer. I wanted to be a Latino designer that came out of LA. Um, And so when I graduated high school, I went to like a local fashion school. um, And the minute I left there, I like hit, was banging on doors. So like one of the first doors that I ever went to go bang on was like David LaChapelle's door, who's like this amazing, prolific photographer, like in the industry, like high art. Um, And then I was like, what now? Like I'm 22 years old what do I do now? Like, it's great. And I wasn't even getting, I was getting paid like $60 like a week. Like, I wasn't even getting paid at all. You know, um, it was like back in the day when internships were like not paid. Um, then I was like, okay, we had a shoot with like Lady Gaga and like Rolling Stone magazine and um, Jeremy Scott, the designer came in and Jeremy Scott does like Moschino. He's like a really big, like Adidas designer, like um, just big in the game. And I was like, I, I'm a designer, so I would, I, and I also love music. So I was like, can I go work for you? And he was like, yeah, come work for me. Um, but I was getting paid like not a lot of money at all. Um, and like, I was getting paid like $500 a month, which for me, he was helping me out. I was like, oh my God, I just need money, please. And I want to stay in fashion. But it's also, you look back and you're like, oh girl, like that's, that's nothing. $500 a month, a month, right? Um, in LA. Yeah. In LA, in LA. So I was just like, you know what? Like, um, I'm gonna leave and I'm gonna do my own thing. So I started sewing all my own stuff. I started to like any money that I would get, I would like uh, sew clothes, and then I would uh, show at the Ace Gallery, which is like a pretty big gallery out here. Um, but like, I didn't have the finances, and I didn't have like um, the like. Like, I didn't have, like, all the tools that I needed to start up, like, this crazy collection. And and fashion, you need money. So I ended up just being like, can I just need money. I don't care how I get it. Um, And so nobody would hire me in fashion. Like, everyone's like, well, can you sew? I'm like, I can, but I can't, like, be as perfect as the shirt that you're wearing. So I can't do that. And they're like, what about pattern making? And I'm like, I can maybe make some patterns, but I'm not, again, I know how to tweak it for me, right? Um, and so then I was like, oh, fine. I just need to find any job. And so one place hired me as a receptionist. And then, um, and then BuzzFeed was like, oh, come be the receptionist here. But I always say that when I got to BuzzFeed, there were no phones. So I'm like, what the fuck am I getting a reception? You know what I mean? Like, who am I going to, hello? Like, what am I going to do? So they just sent my ass to the canteen. Yeah. And I just had to talk to the snacks and just set up the snacks and set up the sodas. And I, and I think it ended up helping me because when they once people at BuzzFeed discovered like, why is this guy who's had this crazy career so far serving us our lunch? You know what I mean? It was definitely a thing where I was like serving. I was then, by the time I got to BuzzFeed, I was like 25, 26. And I had had this whole life, but I was serving lunch to 20 year olds, 21 year olds that were like, this is my first job out of college. And I'm like, bitch, this ain't real life. I don't know what, <laughs> like... This is, y'all, like, any job that gives you snacks and shit is, like, you got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you got a job with snacks. God bless you, son. Jesus loves you. I love yeah. the thing about, like, we, that we all have in common is that we're native to very gentrified, like, move back to college kind of cities. Yes, and yeah. especially, like, I think native New Yorkers, we, we hear a lot of them, but native Angelinos who are yeah, actually yeah. in the industry, I think that's rare. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like an actual native, like when it's like, no, 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 no. He's from there. So your story is interesting because you had an yeah. before a career, 
right? Yeah, but then I'm from also, Hollywood. Right, and I, I remember because when he told me that the first time, I was like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. mean Hollywood? Like, you grew up with the sign, like, right there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the sign? Were you living on the streets? I don't understand. I don't get it. Hollywood. <laughs> And the Buffy building back in the day was like a pick and save and a big lot. And that's where we would go to like buy our Valentine's Day cards. That's where we'd go to buy like candies for Halloween, like little things. And then it was weird because then as an adult, I was working in the building, you know, Um, sweeping it and stocking the snacks, but working in the building nonetheless, you know. Right. And I mean, I think it's also so because you are one of those stories for the BuzzFeed, like, era which i called the golden ticket the golden, t- yeah. the golden ticket any any there's a group of um what is it mouseketeers you know how like this uh-huh. Mickey Mouse Club? there's a group yeah. who got yeah. in between a certain year bracket and but his story is so different because it's not the oh i was an intern it's literally yeah. the i was the receptionist and yeah. then I moved up yeah yeah it's pretty so, crazy yeah that's what I always tell people when we go to colleges and they talk to a lot of other personalities, like the personalities that came out of there, they're like, oh, I, you know, I went to school and I interned and I did this and da, 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 da. And I was like, girl, I just like was myself at the right place at the right time. And I just like, there is, and, it, and it, it's, a, it's a thing where you're like, do that in your life. Like, make sure that you're doing the best that you can. Show up for life. Like, even if you're stocking food and serving the lunch, like, do it so well that the next person is like, I really fucking like that person. Like, let me see. Like, oh, I know the perfect person for this because they remember you, you yeah. know? I mean, um, when I got to BuzzFeed, I already knew your name because I was already watching the, like, it was before Better Life. So I already yeah. knew your name from other content. But... Uh-huh. I remember the first time I met him, we we're sitting in, they just moved offices. So I never was in the big lot like type of office. I was in the other yeah, uh-huh. And yeah. they were in my office. They was in a separate office and I was brought to the bit of like crew. But Curly yeah. was the nicest person. Um, we should say his Virgo was like. <laughs> <laughs> and then please tell them when I was editing my first few videos, what was it you would say to me? Oh my God. It was so funny because look, I'm like the sweetest, like whatever I can do to help you. Like I'm so there, but it's like, we close, like you we're open from eight to three. Like that's it. So like Kat got there and Kat was like learning how to edit her videos and she would sit next to me and she would like talk, like poke me and be like, Hey, can I ask you a question? Or Hey, can I do that? Can I do this? And I and we all have our headphones on and we were all like working like like just like this, like never looking away. And I would be like, ugh, like girl, I'm like, you have three questions a day, and this is number one. What do you need? <laughs> but I loved her. I loved Kat. I loved her. It was just like we were all really stressed. We all had to release this content. We all had to get shit out. Yeah. And I was barely learning. Like, um, uh, like Jazz Ontiveros from Mitu, like another amazing creative, um, one of Kat's BFFs, like she taught me. And so she used to be like, bitch, I taught you. You better t- fucking teach her. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, hold me accountable, you know? But the funny thing, thing I taught you stuck in that brain. Yeah, yo, exactly. here's the funny thing, Gina. Like you, you, if you guys know me, I'm the type that somebody says that to me and assumingly I would be like, ill. 
But no, yeah. I was really like, okay, three a day, you better make that work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know Catherine was planning those three a day, like, wait, what was my first one? I don't want to ask this one because I got to plan my second one. It's so funny. I mean, I hope that like whenever I'm like sassy in this way, like it's always coming from a place of love. And I always am like, I'm kidding. Like, of course you can ask me more questions, but just know that like, I'm also trying to focus, you know? And yeah. It, I, yeah. No, like what was funny is I remember I used to, I don't know if you noticed this, I would trick him because uh, I would ask three questions, but there was other ways I could get him to answer things that wasn't in question form. So yeah. it was more like a general conversation, but I feel like there might have been a Yo, I know. I was like, yes, I yes, get yes. what I want. And <laughs> I think one time you might have caught on. You might have been like, that was a question. <laughs> that was a question. I will say this though, Kat always had a really um cool way of like taking our videos like that were already done, and she'd be like, no, let me, you're missing this, this, that, and that. And she would always add in stuff and make it like so much better. And I would be like, oh my God, like, like the secret sauce, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, like, how did I not think of that? How did I not have the balls to like, I was like, you're right. I knew I had to do that scene, but I didn't want to do it. But there's here we go. Like, there's never been a project that I've involved Kat on or that we've worked on together that she has not drastically improved that she has not yes. that and like seriously had an eye for yeah. like what you're doing is great but here's how we really knock it out of the park like just do yes. this and this and this which yeah. is like when there's something i want to work on that's important to me i'm always going to consult her and be like yo yeah. what do you think of this and get her opinion and get the, and not everybody yeah. some people think they're good at that feedback and some of y'all be trash, son. Stop giving advice. Yes, that's true. It's true. Oh my God. That's another thing too. People giving advice. Like I, I don't understand why everybody thinks that they're like advice gurus on social media. I'm like, bitch, get your shit together before you fucking post shit and tell me how to live my life. You know them and you'd be like, yo, your life is trash. I know you. <laughs> why are you trying to trick people? For real. I just like, that's the one thing too. Like sometimes I'll like write posts where I'm like, you know what, keep going, do your thing. But I'm like a hella opinionated person. So I'm just like, oh, you had life experience. Exactly. Like, but like there's certain things where I'm like, look, if like people are always like, what do you think about cheating? I'm like, if you cheat before the age of 24, I don't think it makes you a bad person. You're young, you're a kid. Like, if you cheat after the age, you need to get your shit together. So I have weird opinions on certain things. Yeah. And so I think that when people are like, what do you think about this? It's different than like somebody who's like, you know, you got to keep pushing today. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you're just having a good day, boo-boo. Like we all have shitty days, but you're having a good one today. That's why you're out here being like, yeah. Like you're all kumbaya in your moment. But the other day when you called me and you was crying, you wasn't kumbaya. Yeah, you weren't kumbaya at all. So let me, let me ask, it was just yeah. Let me ask a question, Curly. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have a few questions for you. Yes, please. Um, the first actually goes into a really exciting project that you're a part of, which we got two, but we're gonna start with Vida. Yeah. Amazing. Yes, that's like first, that's amazing just in general. And I know this isn't your first season. 
Um, but it is their final season, I believe. It's their final season, uh-huh. Um, and I know that, like, I mean, I, I we definitely want you to tell, like, how it all got it happened, how you got the ball yeah. rolling. But I think what's amazing is that you're curly on the show. Yeah. You know what I on mean? On the show, like, yeah. I feel like that, but that made so much sense to me because when I heard yeah. it, I was like, of course, anybody who meets this person would go, yeah, I want you to be you. I want yeah. you to be you. <laughs> just be you. So, just be you. I mean, can I tell you that I feel like when you keep your head to the ground and you keep working and you say your prayers and you deposit into like the wellness bank of the universe and you like... When you do right, you mean it. Not because you're expecting something back, but just because you mean it. I feel like it comes back. Like, I went to um, the premiere of season one, episode one of Viva, and I met Mish, uh, Michelle Prada in the lobby, um, and she was so nice to me. And I went into the, lo- into the theater, and I watched the first episode, and I was like, holy shit, like... I want to be in this show. Like, I want to grow as a creative and I want to be in the show. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody in Hollywood. I'm not connected in that sort of way in that time. Like, I didn't, I didn't know any writers. I didn't know any directors. No one, right? It was just me and the Better Light crew and that's it. Um, and so I go and I start thinking, like, I really want to be in the show. I really want to be in the show. And I start saying it out loud. I really want to be on Viva. I really want to be on Viva. Um, Wait, and I did said it out loud in front of them? Because maybe that's how it happened. No, 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 no not at all. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Wants to be on Viva. <laughs> So I started telling like friends, I'm like, there's a show called Vida. I really want to be on Vida. And I remember I was sitting on the toilet and you know how your Instagram, you put like name and you can put like your occupation on the bottom. So I put BuzzFeed slash Fetal Likes slash and I put Vida and I screenshotted that and I just would stare at that a lot, right? Just yes, stare at it. Life. Yeah. So then I... Um, get an email from an old friend of mine, Bianca, who's this super amazing, powerful, like, human being, um, just as in essence, she's beautiful. Um, she's like, hey, um, would you want to do a panel for some of the writers at Liongate for uh, Vida? And I'm like, holy shit. Like, yes, anything Vida, like, forever and ever and ever. So I went and do the panel, and they're like, great. Like, that was such a great panel. That was so much fun. And then um, later on, somebody was like, do you want to do, like, it was always, like, media stuff. Like, do you want to do this for Vida? And I'm like, yes. And then I had a photo shoot. I did a photo shoot, and I was wearing, like, a Salvadoran designer. Um, and I was working with, like, a Latina photographer and a Latino, a Latinx um, makeup artist. And we did this photo shoot, and Tania Saracho the showrunner saw this photo and, you know, she kind of, I think they were, they put it in like the inspiration room for like a scene that they wanted to do, which ended up being the queer wedding scene in season two. And so we had DM'd a little bit. Um, We had followed each other and she hits me up and she's like, do you act? And I'm like, I mean, I act in like better like videos, but like, I don't consider myself an actor. I'm like, what do I say? And I literally, I'm like very honest. Like I'm very like, if you're like, did you just fart? I'm like, yes, it was me. You know what I mean? Like, I can't lie. Yeah. And so I 
was like, fuck it, Curly. Tell her, yes, bitch, I fucking act. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I wasn't going to let my own insecurities get me down. So I go, yes, yes, I act. As a matter of fact, <laughs> right? Yes, I, so act. She- I act like I'm acting right now. I act, I act <laughs> my, life, I act up. <laughs> my favorite thing, so I repeat the question, but with, with an exclamation point. So it's just, do I act? <laughs> do I act? Do I act? Yes, exactly. And it was like a moment of like insecurity, but also I was like, girl, you better like just say it. Just say it. Fake it till you make it. And I've never been that person. And I just like, I fucking faked it so hard. So I think that it I think later on it did come out that she's like, okay, he's clearly very green. Um, because my lines would keep getting smaller, <laughs> right? And that's fine. It was it's it's I'm not going to pretend like I went in, like, I'm this fucking amazing, phenomenal actor. Like, I'm learning. And I think that's always been the beauty of the journey is that whenever I get there, I'm very much like, I'm learning. I'm not better than anybody here. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Thank you for giving me the chance to be a part of this. Um, and allowing and taking a chance on allowing me to learn on with you and on your time. Um, and then for season three... Um, I was like, I really want to be in, I really want to be involved in season three to some capacity. Like, I don't know how. And she goes to, um, Anya Saracho has these amazing spiritual teachers that she goes to. And she was like, one of my spiritual teachers told me that there's going to be um, a queer person, um, a gaycito, she kept saying, a gaycito in the writer's room who's going to be tatted. And she kept thinking like, who are my gaycitos? Like, who's tatted? Like, who do I get in this room? Like, and somebody was like, um, I don't know if it was my friend Esty um, or like another friend that also knows her too. They were like, what about Curly? Like, he's from LA, he's queer and he's like tatted. And so she's like, oh my God, of course. Like, he's he's the gaycito. Um, and so um, they end up, a lot of people, the powers that be end up being like, he's too green. Like, why do you want him in your writer's room? Like, what is this? Like, and she's like, she hit me up. She's like, okay, they're still like talking about what's going to happen. And I'm like, honestly, Tanya, like, I'm just so happy that you would even consider having me like, and I'm being like, this is a, like, at this point, me and Tanya are tight. Like she, I consider her like a prima, like one of my girls. Like I fucking love her. And so, um, cause she's fucking down. Like she's so down for the cause. So she's like, it's gonna happen. And I'm like, I don't want you to get in trouble with work. Like, I don't want her to get, I don't want her to get in trouble with the white man. You know what I mean? So I'm like, don't, you get in there, do it for us, Lee, it's, I'm good. And she's like, I said what I said and I meant it. And you're coming into this room. And so like, lo and behold, like literally a week to the like, week before the writer's room starts, I'm in there and I'm blue skying with them. I'm writing from the beginning. I'm not writing, I'm pitching things to them. Um, you're doing the thing. Yeah. I'm pitching and I'm talking and like, and it's all like so serendipitous. And then, and then I was like, you know what? That's good enough for me. Like you got me in the rest room. Like this is amazing. And then they're like, okay, we're going to put Curly in these scenes. Right. And I'm like, oh shit. Like y'all going to put me in season three. Like, are you kidding? Like, and you have to understand, like, I never forget the fact that I used to serve people lunches. I never, I didn't know anybody in Hollywood. I don't know anybody. Like we came from like an immigrant family that came here undocumented. Like there was no like connections. It was all about 
the young kid hustle of banging on these doors and being like, can I come in? <laughs> you know? Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. And they were like, ah, yes, but you only got three questions a day. <laughs> you're coming in, but you get three questions and <laughs> On the real though, I feel like, oh my God, I'm blushing. I turned a different color. On the real though, I think had you asked me, I probably would have answered like more of your questions. Um, <laughs> and listen, all it's done is given me material forever. Forever, right? It's true. You have three questions. And it's very like Double Wears Prada, where I'm just like, um, you have three questions a day. What do you want? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you're still here. You're still here. <laughs> but um, so yeah, when we got, I did, I did season three. I was in, um, I think I'm in two or three episodes, and it's really cool because I do get to play myself. I'm playing off of um, Donatillo, who's an amazing actor who plays. Um, uh, oh my God, what's Marcos? He plays Marcos on the show, um, and it's fun because we do Kiki in real life. We were hanging in each other's dressing rooms. I'm friends with all of them; like they're a real family. And you know what I love about them all is that they're all very like, yes. How do I support you? Yes. What do you need? Like, how can I help? Like, oh my God, you're doing this. Like, yes. Let me let me promote that. Like, you want to meet so and so? Like, I got you. Like, Mish Prada was like pushed very hard for me to be in that writer's room with Tanya too, as a consultant, just like. You see, the reason why that's super important is because I've heard many iterations of like, um, people who've had those almost opportunities into writer's rooms, mm -hmm. you know, those mm -hmm. situations. And it always breaks down to the same thing. And I don't, I don't, I don't have any shade towards like the people involved, the Tanya's of the world. But what makes her so special is that, like you said, I don't want you to get in trouble with the white man. I don't want you to get with in the white man. With yeah. the power yes. that But yeah. he was, you know, she was basically like, what, what do they call it? Leaning forward, like leaning in. Yeah. He yeah. was uh -huh. going, right, you're the white man, you're the network. But remember, I'm the talent that brought this show, and yeah. you have to trust me. And so yeah. I think that her lack of fear and her faith is what yeah. really put you in that situation. I'm not saying that other people don't have that, but there's so many yeah. people who end up hearing things like, well, you don't have the appropriate writing samples, or you don't yeah, have it's true. And, and listen, I'm all for do things the right way. Like, I do believe that, yeah. like, if you don't, if you're not a writer, writer yet, you should get yeah. those like assistant roles. Yes. But if somebody is willing to fight for you, even if you're yeah. just sitting in the room and yeah. you two things and three things a day, yeah. The what matters is the fact that they use their power to get yeah. you in the room. Yeah, I, I, I love that. It's true. I think that was important too when telling stories, predominantly black and brown stories, or just Latinx stories in general, is that. A lot of the people that have access to the education and learning how to write, learning, don't know the voice. Like, no one is going to tell you, like, you know, I was writing the script that I'm working on. I showed it to my boyfriend. And there's a part where I'm like, um, one of the characters calls the other character a chicken head. And I was like, he's like, oh, do you mean like a chicken running loose without its head and i'm like no like a fucking chicken head like oh a, a chicken head how you don't know a that fucking chicken head <laughs> right so i'm just like you need to play a song for him <laughs> chicken, head. chicken head so just like i'm like <laughs> those are the voices like i meet phenomenal people from different areas of la like i tell you two all the time cat like i'm like you need to fucking write because nobody has our voices 
like like if you know like your voice too like nobody has their voices nobody can say and tell our stories the way that we can but if the one roadblock that's stopping us from doing that is the fact that i don't know how to fucking format a script which i'm learning right now because i still like i'm like fuck i gotta learn now i gotta fucking learn you know yeah those are the daunting and it scares away from what could take us to that next level it's like all you have to do is accept the fact that you got to learn this new skill to get to that next yeah. level. And instead of yeah. that, you'd rather take a back seat? Like, Yeah, it's true. I mean, I will say this. I think that the universe and life, like not to go Oprah on you, but I think it speaks to you in hints. It speaks to you in a lot of different signals. And so for me, like, a lot of people were hitting me up and they're like, where are your scripts? Can we see your writing material? And I'm like, we write, and you know this cat, like, we write skits. But the way that we write our skits, we don't write them like um, cat walks into a cafe and, um, you know, day um, wearing this, blah, 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 blah. Like, we don't write in those ways. Our scripts are like, okay, um, cat is going to say that she hates cookie. Where are we going to be? I don't know. We'll be at a fucking cafe. I don't know. We'll be outside. Wherever we'll be, wherever she's to deliver the line. It's beachy. That's it. Like, what we... What what people in that like um, genre, the the people who came from digital and worked for those companies, we yeah. literally understand the breakdown of like beat sheets. And you know when people say, "Do you write like do you write a script or do you write like your actual beat sheet first and like your breakdown?" We literally yeah. went beyond like we passed those. We stayed on the beat sheet, and then everything yeah. else was take for take, improvised or like try yeah, this. Exactly. And it's yeah. not industry at all, but yeah. it was, and in my opinion, it's what the writer's room is going to evolve into because what we I'm, were great at is brainstorming. Like, yeah. take a room of people from digital who were good at brainstorming, put them in a writer's room. And yeah. what you're going to see is the amount of, like, hits that yeah. really yeah. well. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's a different way of thinking, and I think that if you marry the traditional with that... Yeah. The first show that accomplishes that is going to be super successful. I agree. I agree completely. Sorry, I'm all taking notes because I'm (laughs) like, um, it's going to take a team like of people like us who know who have been there because we know the lifestyle, we know the life, we know the voice. Like even down to like the way that y'all talk, and this is why I love y'all listening to you guys is because like your cadence, the tone in in your voice when y'all talk. You know, like it's very like east coast it's very like real and no one on fucking la is going to be like half of what you guys are because you guys are are 100 authentically yourselves you know um but i did want to say that like you know i'm working on the script and i'm so new like i'm still learning and that's okay no matter where you are in your life to be learning but i sent it to a friend and they kind of like made like a little joke about my script like um oh like this is like the story's great, but the formatting. Yeah. It's like if you were like, girl, make me a dress. And I'm like, okay. And you're like, it's a beautiful dress and the fabric's beautiful, but like your stitching on the sides seems a little, it needs a little help, you know? Well, you but, see, that's, but that's when it works to get somebody who's good at that. And what yeah. I mean by that is knowing your partnerships, right? Yeah. Like me and Gina's partnership works because we both have different things that we can do. But when you put them together, you realize there's a lot that we can help each other on and it's never judged. It's never, oh, you don't know how to do this. You know what I mean? It's, oh, I see what you don't know how to do. I got you. 
I got that. I got you. Right. And that's really the beauty of like our community. I think that for the longest time, and still there's a lot of people who are kind of at the top in Hollywood as far as like Latinx media goes, but there's also like a huge wave of people um, that are, we're all kind of like, we're going, like I'm going, but we're going, like we're going together. You know, and I think that like, that's kind of like, truly the ticket that's going to bring us the change that Latinos have been talking about for forever. Because I'm, I'm not really threatened by people. I'm like, yes, be like, do you like, yes, yes, you know, but are you doing that for other people too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the thing. Like, it's easy to, we, we discussed in one of the episodes, we discussed comparison of artists. It's easy to, for us to compare ourselves to somebody and hit the jealousy button right away and be like, why is this person getting that? Why am I not where I need to be? Blah, blah, blah. And then you start yeah. getting to yourself. And all that does is create this ecosystem around you of pity and feeling sorry for yourself. And then you don't move. You don't move at all yeah. because you're sitting in there convincing yourself that you can't do it. Instead yeah. of, thinking, yo, that person is opening doors for more people like me. That yeah. person, if that person can do it, what's to say I can't do it? That's not super. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I could do that if I yeah. ride myself. Like, there's yeah. no reason why I should be jealous of that person. It's always yeah. what you accept. Like, I could look at somebody and be like, damn, that person got a Netflix special. Damn, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. man, how'd they get a Netflix special, man? They've been doing yeah. 20 minutes, yo. And then yeah. I'm like, I could look at that or I could be like, yo, good for you, man. That's a win for everybody. Yeah. Yes, I agree. You but, know what helps me? With, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? No, no, no. I was just going to say, again, change the ending. Instead of a question, put an exclamation, put a period. Mm. You say, instead of how they get a Netflix special, you go, how did they get a Netflix special? Yo, that's what's up for them. I got to do more. I got to do more. Is, is right. that even what I want? Is a Netflix yeah. special what I want? It's just, that's true. I just, I see it. If anything, that shit just reminded me, oh, that's possible? Cool. Yeah. Now, now we're getting Yeah. There's so- um there's this song by like Amy Winehouse. It's definitely like a cover, but it's like it's called like Our Day Will Come. Like Our Day Will Come. And I anytime I feel myself getting jealous, I straight up go outside, I look up to the sky like fucking Selena, and I'm like, our day will come. Like I know it'll come. I know that um I will we'll get there and I'll get there and there's no reason for me to be rushing my journey. No. I'm gonna fucking do it. And even if I'm fucking like 85 and my day comes because they make a documentary about this queer Salvadorian who's 85 and wears big ass fucking jewelry and talks about dicks and farts, great. Like I'm I'm excited. <laughs> That's your day. Your day came and congratulations, boo boo. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're 17 or 75 when it comes. Your day comes when it's supposed to. Let the universe work. Exactly. Well, let's, let's also get into the second thing. What? Oh yes. Passion. Yeah, so um that's big. Yeah, that's big. And I'm going to explain why that's even bigger in my opinion because of uh-huh. where you started in fashion. Yeah. Because oh, it's yes. such a full circle, right? Like is, yeah. for you, I think in many ways, native Los Angeles, like like you're you're an Angelino, um yeah. you're somebody who wanted to be in fashion and then you're also this person who's fantastic on camera. It literally took everything you're good at 
Yeah, and isn't that crazy? That's what I'm saying too. Like life is so crazy. Um, you know what's so funny too? And this is why I think that when I this is why I think I will eventually grow into a better writer because I just remember things very like spiritually and kind of like like very trippy. But when I went to go audition for it's it's with the fashion, it's it's a digital um show for E. Um, but it's considered part of like the E network family. So like um, we shoot in their giant studios. Like I'm there, like full ass crew, hair, makeup, everything. Um, when I went to go audition, it was in this big studio, a bunch of people behind the camera. I'm reading up the teleprompter. Um, I was so nervous. I'm used to being on camera. I was so nervous. Be- excuse me, because in the audition, in the in the waiting room for the audition room, it was all. Um, white queer men with like wearing blazers and like coiffed hair that they had like blow dried to like perfection and they were all very like perky and they're like hello welcome so they were gonna be doing it and and I was like oh my god like I showed up in like a gray crew neck hoodie I mean like in a gray crew neck sweater dirty ass jeans dirty ass converse with like white socks scrunched up and a big ass Vivian Westwood hat and I have a friend that worked there um, and she was like, um, definitely wear your accessories. She's like, you are good with your accessories, wear them. So I'm wearing a big hat. Everything else is kind of plain, but I had big rings. Uh, like, uh, I think I was wearing like a big necklace and my big hat. And I did my audition and I left and I called my agent. I mean, I called my manager and I was like, I don't think I got that. Like, I don't think I'm what they're looking for. I'm very different. Like, I just, I'm not that. I'm not like a blazer coiffed hair person um and she was like i think that's going to be what sets you apart like she's like i have this weird feeling that that's going to be what saves you um so not saves you but like i have a feeling that's going to be the thing that gets you in um and so then i'm like oh whatever i didn't think it that well so i'm laying on the couch and another friend of mine who i had no idea worked there she sent me a text and she's like, did you just audition for the show? And I'm like, I did. How do you know? And she's like, they just came upstairs talking about the guy in the giant hat. And I'm like, is that fucking curly? <laughs> and so she's like, oh my God. She's like, you're fucking, you're, you're made for this. Like, this is fantastic. And so we've been doing it. And like, now we're shooting during quarantine and I'm shooting it in my boyfriend's living room. Like, That's so fun. It's, it's such a blessing. But it's interesting because the outfits that I wear on the show, like I was wearing like traditional Guatemalan jackets on the show. Like that, n- who's doing that at E? Nobody. Like yeah. I was wearing like Serape jackets. I was wearing, um, the other day I was wearing like Ikiwa, which are like the Mexican blankets as like a jacket. And people were hitting me up. Like, where did you get this Mexican blanket jacket? Wow. And that's great because I feel like I don't give a fuck where I fucking go or whose White House I'm in or like what show. Like if I'm not gonna say it, because they'll sometimes they'll edit the things of me being like hella Latino, um, you're gonna see it, you know? And so it's like, and if you can't, if I some people talk shit, they're like, you're light skinned and you're this, and I understand the privileges of being light skinned yeah. for sure. Yeah. But I'm also like, um, I'm a rep it as best as I can because my intentions are to turn around and try to be like, who else can we come to get in? Let's all go. Because it's you know? also, don't, let's not do comparative suffering as, like, as, like, a people. Like, let's not go back and forth and be like, oh, your suffering or your struggle wasn't as bad as my struggle. Every individual has their own struggle, and you devalue yeah. their struggle by trying to do comparative suffering. Yeah. You know, we all got our struggles, man, and if 
we can't turn on each other in this. Yeah. No, we yeah. can't. I agree. I don't, you got to look at what's the, the upside, right? Like, I feel like people so quick to want to, like, find the flaw, find the situation. Like, you, oh, but that's the thing. Right. And it's like rather yeah. than seeing that no, like with that that jacket you were talking about, um, the traditional Mexican one, I uh -huh. feel like I know what jacket you're talking about because I know Ecuadorians have a traditional Ecuadorian jacket and they usually have llamas on it. You know what yeah, I mean? Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, yes. Mind you, I, I was talking to my friend about this the other day and I go, I remember as a kid, my mom, they used to bring me back those jackets and how embarrassed I was in elementary wow. school. Yeah. I used to be because I didn't want to be identifiably like, oh, different, you know? Different. Where mm -hmm. now, I'm like, like the other day, I got so mad. My mom has this really nice one since I was younger. Uh -huh. It's been in my closet forever. So the other wow. day, uh -huh. I go to look for it because I'm making a video. And I go, mommy, where's the jacket? She was like, oh, se lo di a tu hermana. And I was like, <gasps> oh, my oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love it's, it it's that it's like if i saw somebody wearing anything because it doesn't have to be ecuadorian it's representative of like these things yeah that, to me that's why i think on eve especially it's such a big deal i'm mm -hmm. over here like no yeah you you do that you represent it in your way but it made me think if e came to you and said fashion police we're doing it again. Do you want yeah. to? We're throwing this into the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Is the head of Fashion Police, who is your ideal panelist? Wow. I mean, honestly, like, I have a bunch of people, and the, and this, these are the people that like I go to E, and I'm already talking to them about. I'm like, oh my god, like I had this amazing friend who, um, like he's a so this is another kid out here in. So, do you want me to say like names of like people that people will know, or like who I would really? <laughs> I mean, he, anybody, because here's the thing. Like we said, we're putting it into the universe. So when yeah. this happens, the names you say. We're gonna look back to this episode and be like, and be like, what? We'll be um, like, oh, so like, <laughs> yeah, it's like off the top of my head. Like I always think, did you ever meet Joyce? Joyce, uh, Louise, Jean, Joyce Jean Louise. She's like another Buzzfeed personality. She wow. is this like six foot Haitian woman, um, just like so fucking funny. But there's this other person. Um, he goes by the name of Pechuga, and he is also a Salvadorian kid from K Town, and he knows so much about fashion. So fucking much um that he actually started so he started at vivian westwood he started to um he would meet a lot of rich clients and he would be like and i'm talking about retail he worked retail at vivian westwood right? he would meet a lot of rich clients and he would be like hey i know that you i remember that you bought this jacket like um do you still wear it i have another friend that wants to buy it and so he started to flip clothes for these people and so now he's flipping like high fashion like insane garments that are like twenty thousand dollars a shirt thirty thousand dollars but his clients are like um, the Kardashians, like the Hadids. And they're going to, he's the best. He's like, girl, there's stylists come to my apartment. He still lives in K-Town. His abuelita lives above him and he lives in the building that he grew up in. And he was telling me how like the Hadid stylist came to pick some shit up and how his vecina Ramona yelled from the window and he was like, um, what oh she was she was like the que the que tipo de tamales quieres que quieres you know like she was asking him 
like if he wanted tamales and what type and he she he's like girl like i am i am in the middle of something but i thought like what a beautiful story like what an amazing thing yeah. and so for me if i have like, an ideal like i feel like he would have to be with me people that i have to be with me who like know fashion um because when i'm talking about like oh yeah this like jean paul gaultier print i'm like what's it called Pechuga's like, it's tatuajes or whatever from like 1994. And he's going to kill me for butchering that. But like, I'm like, yes, bitch. I just want diversity all around, you know? Like um, people, the fans of the show with the fashion, the OG fans, they were like tweeting us, they're writing comments. They're like, oh my God, we don't even recognize the show. We don't even recognize the show. And people were like, it's not even the same show. And I'm like, yeah, there's a fucking Central American and a Korean guy in it now. It's a totally different show, boo boo. Well, like you were ethnicity. Exactly. I'm I sorry, like, you don't recognize flavor? Okay. <laughs> we understand. I was like, you had two white holes before and it was fun and it was cool. But like now you have diversity and like enjoy it. Just like check it out. Give it a chance. Give it a chance. You everybody wants the same old, same old. And then when the exactly. change, people freak out. And it's like, why don't you just give this a chance? Instead of being married to the old ways of things. How about you give this new flavor a chance? Like, yeah. good, y'all. Relax. I know. It's so good. good. And also, like, our own people. Like, when we can support our own shows, it really gives way so that I can get to, like, a fashion police and I can be like, hey, come with me. You know what I mean? Like, I always think in, like, people that I just have really good conversations with, I'm like, oh, my God, they're so funny. Like, can I just send them, like, a script? Or, like, can I'll ask them, like, can I use that line for something? Because it's just so, like, um, Skittles and Julissa from uh, Ladies Who Bronche, um, they were, like, we were talking about something, and they were, like, um, what did they say? I always say, oh, Swallow Squad. They were like, we were talking about, oh yeah, girl, you can get SDs from swallowing that shit. And they were like, the Swallow Squad is in trouble, girl. And I'm like, <laughs> the struggle. We have a, a segment of the show, as you know, called Dear Gina, and we have a really long one um, today. So we're going to get into our Dear Gina segment of the okay. show, where people write in and ask for advice. Um, this one is lengthy. Um, a good friend recently asked, would I be down to join an intimate Zoom brunch with a few other close friends? I told him I'd be down to join. My exact response was, that sounds like a great idea. Organize it. They responded with, I don't like organizing things. I didn't see this as my idea, so organizing it for them <laughs> made no sense. It's been two weeks and my friend is still mad at me for not taking the initiative to plan the Zoom brunch. I've reached out numerous times here and there. And in our last phone conversation, they went as far as calling me self-centered. Is it self-centered of me to not want to take on the responsibilities of putting together something that was their idea just because they don't like organizing things? Doesn't um, that sound like, doesn't that sound like an episode of like Curb Your Enthusiasm? It like, really does. Like, it's like that was <laughs> way, this is, first of all, the whole relationship seems complicated. Like, it's like, yeah. I understand like, okay, People don't like organizing things. As a person who doesn't like organizing a lot of things, I'm the first person to toss that to my friend that I know likes organizing things. I think the yes. issue here is like, 
who did you try to toss this to? Because this yeah. wasn't the person <laughs> that wanted to organize things. You got no friends. No, yeah. your friends. Like I know if I want to set up something, I'm gonna call up. I'm gonna call up my, my manager Jenny because she's good with that, or my girlfriend Rosie, or I'm gonna hit Cat up. But even with Cat, I'm like Cat start on the list because I know it's not gonna be like I know yeah. she's not first on my list to organize yeah. stuff. I'm like nah, she already is organizing probably several other things. So I know who to ask. So I don't think it's necessarily self-centered. You're obviously a person who's self-aware, but what you're not aware of is who you're throwing the responsibility on. This clearly wasn't the right friend. Otherwise, you wouldn't be called self-centered. I agree. You know what this kind of sounds like to me? It kind of sounds like a test. Like, I almost feel like the other friend was like, I, I do everything around here. I'm always fucking planning shit. I'm doing everything. Let me see. Let me see. Bet you anything. I'm like, bet. They're going to not plan it. Watch. I almost feel like it was something petty. <laughs> it was set up like, watch. I bet you she asked me to do it because she don't never want to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel. I, when, it, when I heard this, the first thing I thought was, well, first off, the fact that they said, I don't like organizing things, that's the test. That's the test. That's when you're like, then what is you doing, baby? Like, yeah. Because I'm like, I feel like this person, whoever the friend is, um, doesn't know how to express themselves and what they yeah. really want, right? Yeah. I don't think this is about the Zoom. I don't think this is about the brunch. And yeah. you use a word like self-centered. Yes, you feel I, I think. Way. Yeah. Uh-huh. You feel some type of way. So that's, I, that's, think I agree with this was a setup. I would agree with this was a setup because it's like, <laughs> yeah. that seems too spot on when you're describing yeah. a person. To have been about Zoom brunch. Exactly. There's like another underlying problem for sure. It's just like one of those things where like, but look, like shout out to all my cancers, but cancers love to give and they do shit. And then they're like, can you do this? And you're like, no. And they're like, after all the things that I did for you. Okay. Okay, it's fine. For sure, the other person was a cancer. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, Kat, but it's... It, it no, is. I feel it. I totally yeah. feel it. <laughs> like, as an Aries, I know, because I'll just, I'll do it, but I'm going to do it with an attitude. Like, I'll be like, I'll fucking organize it then. Fine. Jesus. Yes, yeah. But you know but, we need that group trip. Like, oh, you're not going to organize it? My favorite thing is that the person who's telling the story said, organize it. My exact response was, that sounds like a great idea organize it so this person already let them know i'm yeah. not doing it yeah so even it. if they weren't like if even if they didn't know it was a test they already let yeah. it be known i'm i'm down but i'm not i'm yeah. doing only my part which is join yeah i feel yeah. like at that point it became too personal the other person made yeah. it personal the possible cancer yeah. made it personal but no, that's why you got to keep it real right from the jump. Like, I tell people, they're like, can you do this? I'm like, I'm going to pop in and I'm going to pop out. Like, I'm not doing anything else. Like, I'm getting better at it, but that's come with age. That's come with growth. Because I am like, I will take it upon myself to fucking organize shit. And I'm like, I don't even know why I'm here. I don't even know half these people that are here. What am I doing? Yeah. You know? It's knowing um, and being able to tell people, like, no, nah, I'm not I'm not good at that or I don't want to do that. That's not, like, I'm organizing not stuff is not my forte. So when I have to hand it over yeah. to somebody else, I don't feel no ego about it. I'm like, look, I'm not good at this. Somebody else, if y'all want to set this up, that's fine. Otherwise, it ain't happening. 
Yeah, I agree. I also think that, like, are these people dating? Because if this was, like, someone that, like, liked them, do you know what I mean? Like, if this was, like, someone's boo, and she's like, hey, babe, like, I'm thinking about an intimate thing, da 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 Or even babe, but maybe, like, like if I had a crush on one of you guys, and it was, like, me being, like, I'm setting up something really cute and intimate, and you were, like, organize it. you like, damn, like that? I'm going to remember, okay, I'm going to remember that. Like, that kind of a thing. No, yeah, it goes back to where are your feelings in this? Yeah, yeah. Because there's no, like, gender here, so we don't know what the relationship is. We don't know nobody. There was no identifiers, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. assuming whatever the situation is, if this is just a friend, then why is this so personal? Why are you taking this so personal? But if this is somebody, like you said, who feels something for you but doesn't know how to express that, then Mm -hmm. this is a bigger issue because they're trying to express to you. This is how I look at it. You're trying to change our relationship. Yeah. You are, and why don't you just say what you want? Rather than do this. Right? Like you're going, are you going to be down for me? That's what you're saying. Are you down for me? Yeah. And regardless of gender, regardless, are you down for me? Is in my yeah. opinion, depending on how old they are, that's not necessary. You literally just ask somebody, like, "Yo, you down for me or not?" Point blank. Yeah. Point. Exactly. The thing is, like, you should already know that. And in a real friendship, there are no tests. You yeah. don't test your friends. Like, I hate the idea of putting people through tests. It's like you either know who you fuck with or you don't. Like, it. There's yeah. no. You shouldn't have to test the people that you know are your ride or die people. Look, yo, I'm fucking petty as fuck. I stay testing people. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> At least you admit it, though. At least you admit it. You're like, yo, I'm petty. I will test you till the day I, I die. Boy. My boyfriend's literally like, stop fucking testing people. No one's ever going to pass your fucking test, you fucking crazy ass Virgo. I'm like, <laughs> That's not your Virgo. So, a little more insight. Why I relate. Because he has a Scorpio moon. And I yes. have a Scorpio moon. <laughs> That's your petty-ass Scorpio coming into play. My petty-ass Scorpio. The thing is that your Scorpio moon is backed up by your detailed Virgo, where my Scorpio moon is backed up by my really emotional cancer. But either way, the Scorpios are like, so tell me, how do you really... You know, I'm going to remember this forever. Forever, yeah. Like, answer this question, but answer carefully, because there's more behind this. (laughs) Exactly. You fucking (laughs) self-centered bitch. (laughs) (laughs) We are just some Scorpio cancer energy here. For real. Well, uh, thank you for joining us today. Um, I want you to give the people your socials. Let them know where they can find you. Shout out anything you want to to the people right now. You go ahead, Curly. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I just want to say that I'm so proud of you both. I started following and listening the mid launch, and I'm so excited to keep listening. Um, and so, and I'm so thankful to be considered like East Coast, West Coast love. Like, what an honor! So, thank you so much. Um, my socials, one of my eyelashes fell off. My socials um, are at Curly V Show. Uh, v is in Victor. It's on Instagram, um, on YouTube. I'm on Fedo Like. I'm on uh, Vida playing myself, and I'm on E with the fashion on Snapchat. Um, and yeah, come say what's up. I think if I could say anything at all, is that like keep going, keep working at it. Um, There is always going to be light at the end of the tunnel. As sure as things are ugly, things will always get better. And so it's like, it's just, it's just the way of the law. It's just the universe. So keep going. 
um, and keep in one another. That was beautiful. That is wonderful. Kathy, ah! tell people where they can find you. Now I feel like I have to have a message. Yeah, you better have a message in three seconds, so go ahead. Uh, you can find me on the Instagram at katherineg.mendoza, also on TikTok, because I'm going to be TikTok famous. And you could, <laughs> this is my decision. I've decided. I can't, I'm never going to be Instagram famous, but TikTok. TikTok. Because Catherine oh. has TikTok level patience. She has several seconds of patience. Oh my God. Her fame and notoriety. So TikTok famous for her. And then on Twitter, it's at Kathy Grace24. And my message is if you stand in front of a professional light long enough, your mustache will sweat. <laughs> words to that's, live by Catherine. that's true that is that's true. true that is true let's put that in, in beautiful hearts somewhere so people can see it um you guys know you can find me at Brion on instagram the website is net or .com because well uh you guys can uh check out my hour special i'm sorry my half hour Ooh, wow i was about to say i have an hour special on hbo i have a half hour on hbo called easily offended and an hour Yay! that will be coming out on Amazon called The Floor is Lava. Uh, that is coming ah! soon, and I will have more details. I already have my piece of advice already sewn into the show. So you guys know I love to end the show with uh, just a piece of advice my mom gives me to this day. Uh, when life is throwing a lot at you, handle it one catastrophe at a time, people. You got this one mm -hmm. catastrophe at a time. Until next time, juices, everybody. And bye, everybody. Thank you so much, Curly. Bye, Bye, Adios. Love you guys. Bye. 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 Do it like that. Yeah. You the kind of chick that's ready to fight back. Yeah. Looks damn good, but really she type bad. Mm -hmm. Go to sleep, I call him my nightcap. Born killer, you a born killer. Mm. Go on, get him. Go on, go on, get him. Mm.